Welcome back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com. Welcome back to On the Block. Joining us on the Honda Lincoln Hotline right now is the man, the myth, the legend out of the Omaha World Herald, Evan Bland, joining us on the block right now. What's going on, Evan? Strick, doing well. Uh, I was curious how you survived the the state tournament last week. I was there for a couple of days too. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, it was it was uh, it was fun. Um, I will say that I truly enjoyed watching those young men and women um, really lay it all on the line. Uh, and then it was good to finish it off and watch uh, Bellevue West, uh, you know, uh, seal the day uh, for the retirement of Doug Woodard. So I, I, I will say that I was quite um, I had a good feeling, had a good feeling. Yeah, I, I wish we had a little bit more drama in the finals. But, man, Bellevue West, uh, yeah. I mean, they, they didn't have a peer <laughs> this year. I mean, they just they, they were head and shoulders uh, above everybody, it seemed like. You're, you're absolutely right, man. Um, we, 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 you know, obviously the NCAA tournament is jumping off, but I want to touch a little bit um, about your thoughts about coming up short, the Huskers uh, falling and faltering to uh, uh, the Mavericks. Uh, they don't like to say the University of Omaha. They like to say Omaha. And so uh, 10 to 6, um, and, and it just, you know, again, they're, they're hitting the ball. They're putting the ball in play. But it's 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 the little things that obviously is causing them to have problems. Three errors in that game. What, what's your thoughts about that? Mm. Well, yeah. First of all, you're right. If you <clears throat> if you say UNO, uh, a Mavericks fan will tell you that's a card game, not the name of their school. So, yeah, that's that's a good place to start. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a rough one for Nebraska, ten to six. Like you mentioned, three errors, which were a season high. Uh, you know, m- midweeks are a little bit odd like you're not throwing your best pitchers typically um you know you tend to try to piece things together through the bullpen and so like you can look around the country and see top name brand programs lose to directional schools often i mean Mm -hmm. it does happen that's just it's, it's baseball that's college baseball all that stuff now you can't make a habit of it and i think in midweeks more than anything, uh, in my opinion, show the depth that a baseball team has. So when Nebraska is going to the NCAA tournament, it's typically been you know like six and three, seven and three ish in the midweek, and I think it's three and one right now. It just dropped its first one to Omaha. So you know I, I understand sort of the optics of it when when you look and see that Omaha beats Nebraska, it can trigger a lot of people. I think it uh, fans tend to overreact to that particular outcome and you know for one night it was rough i mean nebraska had its chances it struck out in key spots it uh it walked and hit a number of batters that um, went against it and omaha's best player a guy by the name of mike bovey who's going to be a high draft pick here uh in a few months what didn't play he was out too so yeah it doesn't look great but you know again nebraska had won nine to ten coming in uh they've got a top 10 defense top 25 offense you've got 40 plus games left to go in this season. So, you know, I would say all is not lost. There, there are many, many, many uh, games with which to redeem yourself coming up. But for one night, it did sort of flash back to the struggles that they had on opening weekend. Right, right. And, and so when, 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 you, when you think about everything, you feel that right now where they land, they're at a good spot. This is a good spot to be for the most part at this part of the season. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, again. They've, they've ran through a gauntlet. They ran through a gauntlet. San Diego's not where you want to be to start. But yeah. since then, they've been really good. And I think all the – like, you look under the hood at some of the numbers, not just the wins, but, like, they're hitting well with runners in scoring position. They're keeping opponents from being in those situations. The defense has been good. The starting pitching actually has been pretty, pretty solid. So, like, all the, the under-the-hood stuff would indicate that they've done well. They beat Vanderbilt, which remains a top-10 team, um, and that's going to be something that's going to pay off for them. The thing about Nebraska and really any team in the Big Ten for the most part is once you get to this point in the year and, and they start Big Ten play next week, you just don't have a lot of chances to improve your RPI or your strength of schedule. Like, if you're in the SEC and you're 500 right now, you're going to have you know six or seven ranked opponents and, and probably 20 ranked games ahead to redeem yourself. Nebraska doesn't have that right now. Maybe Maryland will be ranked when they play them. Maybe Iowa will be ranked, but that's really about it. And so what it leaves you at this point of the year for Nebraska is you just got to win the games. Like there's no more, um, you know, hey, we, we we tried hard against a good team or whatever. Like you just got to take care of business and and you know recent history would say that that should be good enough to get nebraska in but you got to win the weekends um that's the key and you can't drop too many of these midweeks so they're in a good spot now i think they've if if you would tell them that they were nine and five with a top 10 win um and a midweek loss they would take that uh but now it's it's all about continuing to win those weekends moving forward as you go into league play. We're speaking with Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. And Evan, that middle of the infield with Bryce Matthews and Max Anderson has had a great start to the season. Um, is this something that we, after you know two two amazing summers for Max Anderson, is this something we expected from him? And, and then can you speak on Bryce Matthews' start to the season? Yeah, I think you know Anderson's been on uh, top prospect lists for a couple of years now. This is his first draft eligible year, so um, you can you can bet that major league teams are going to be looking at him, and he'll probably be called early this summer. But yeah, I mean he's hitting I think 420 something right now, and with power, and uh, you know his move from third base to second, I think maybe caused some people to to double take a little bit because he doesn't necessarily maybe have the physique of a, a second baseman or, or one that you would think of that like Nebraska's had in the past, but he's actually been uh, one of their most reliable infielders. I don't think he has an error yet this year. So he's been, yeah, I mean, a, a key cog in what Nebraska wants to do. And then Matthews, um, you know, there was talk in the offseason that he might get moved off shortstop and maybe he would settle in the outfield or somewhere else. But, um, you know, he's really doubled down on his defense. He does have a couple errors still, but just the – the range of ability that he gives you. I mean, he can steal some bases. He can hit for power, take a walk. Like there's so many things that he can do with the bat. Um, and, and then defensively too, being their best, uh, essentially their best infielder at this point um, has been really solid. And, and so both of those guys are juniors. You know, I think those are the guys that come to mind when you think about that 2021 team that challenged Arkansas in that regional, those were the freshmen that really stepped up and helped propel that team and now they're in leadership spots and so um you know you start looking at how this team could maybe make a run and what that could look like i think it starts with some guys who've been through the battles now for a number of years um and i think it starts with those guys and and again they're both hitting over 400 um both power threats and all the all the rest so it's a good core start for what nebraska wants to do moving forward 
One last question here. Let's turn it over to the NCAAs because it's going to be jumping off tomorrow. Uh, once again, we'll be down at uh, Buffalo Wings and Rings uh, for all of the uh, tournament action uh, for the shows. But listen, um, two questions. One, who do you think uh, out of the Big Ten has the best potential to go long in the in the tournament, if any? And how do you think Creighton will fare? Because they've got a they've got a pretty tough show at it. I mean, first you got to get through NC State, then possibly either UCSB and Baylor uh, to even get a look. So just give me your your two takes on that. Yeah, I mean the Big Ten is interesting to me. You get eight teams in the same number as the SEC, uh, and, and we'll just see. Like the the rap on the Big Ten, and I think it's probably justified based on what we've seen, is that. It's a it's a bear of a league. It's deep, but it doesn't necessarily have those top end teams mm-hmm. that that feel like they're national title contenders the way the SEC does, the way even I would say the Big Twelve does. So it, you know it, it's kind of like the football bowl game conversation a little bit, where this is the league's chance to to sort of prove that it belongs. And you know if I'm picking somebody, it would be Purdue, and just the fact that they have you know one of the best big men in the tournament. Um, their sustained success in that deep league in the Big Ten. I like their draw. Um, you know, if if they were to get Duke or Tennessee in that Sweet 16, I think that would be a fascinating matchup. But I don't think it's an overly arduous path for for the the number one seed there in the East. Um, so I, I guess I would say Purdue. Um, but you know, Indiana can get hot, and mm-hmm. uh, a number of other teams have shown that they can uh, they have the capability to get rolling. Um, you know, as far as Creighton. Honestly, like the the range of outcomes, in, in my opinion, are so wide. Like I could see NC State knocking them out in the first round and not be terribly shocked, given what the ups and downs that we've seen from Creighton this year. Um, you know, I, I don't know that the matchups, especially in the post, uh, favor them necessarily. And when Kalkbrenner's not rolling for Creighton, they have issues, especially if they're not hitting shots. So I think there's not it's not an unrealistic path to think that. Um, it, it, that they'll struggle to get going offensively uh, if they do get past NC State. I mean, you, you, we've seen Creighton Baylor a handful of years ago in the NCAA tournament, and, and Baylor's length tends to bother a lot of teams. I think you can count uh, Creighton in that group. So, uh, you know, all that being said, this was a, a preseason Final Four caliber team. Uh, they have the pieces when they're rolling, when they're hitting threes to be as good as as anybody out there they've gone through a gauntlet in the big east and have come away with some really impressive wins so you know i I think if you're a creighton fan and you say what does it take to consider this a successful season i don't know that you're there yet they've probably underachieved uh certainly by their own expectations but if you get into the sweet 16 again and and have a, a chance to go deeper that's probably something you're happy with and if not then, uh, you know, I think there was a lot of potential uh, left on the table, and, and this team could look a whole heck of a lot different next year, too, so there will be questions moving forward. Sounds good. Thanks, Evan, for joining us. That's Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, joining us on the block. Uh, we got to get out of here. Evan, thanks again, and uh, look forward to chopping it up with you next week. You got it, guys. Thanks. There he is, Evan Bland. We've got to get out of here, get a quick break, and we'll get back to shoot out with Strick yep. on Colin. the next Call in right now, 402-464-5685. See if you can beat Strick. He's 2-0 on the week. Are you going to be able to keep the champ from showing up? Mm. I guess we'll see. Up next on the block.